Welcome into Mustache, the drinking podcast. Andrew and Quinn here for, I believe this is week five, four, three, whatever. We're around there. We're getting used to something like that. We're getting used to everything uh, going on with the podcast here. This one might not be too long. Uh, I wasted all day doing other things uh, in my life. And uh, Quinn works a regular nine to five job. So it's a little late today. So we might not run our full time. We usually do, but we're glad to be here. And we've got an exciting episode. Quinn tossed me a little bit, a little article earlier this week <laughs> that was published for a little bit of a summertime drink. Quinn, you want to kind of explain to what we're getting into today? So Baskin Robbins uh, released something on their website's news blog uh, about a new summertime fad. Uh, the Robbins and Bud Light seltzer pairings are the new summer drinks you never knew you needed. I'm still unconvinced, but we'll get to that later. Um, so in this, they, they talk about how, um, let me quote, hard seltzers are crisp, refreshing, bubbly beverages that have garnered immense popularity, especially since a big name brewer Bud Light entered the game earlier this year with flavors, including a number of them that are mediocre, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I would just like to start with the fact that I don't think the Bud Light Seltzer really did anything for the popularity of the Seltzer craze. I mean, they're late to it. They're really late to it. I, I think truly is has like eight different varieties with like four different flavors per variety. Um, and Bud Light has lemon, lime, strawberry, black cherry, and mango. Um, and then, of course, you know, they go on in the same paragraph to explain what Bud Light seltzers are, which if they're really that, you know, crucial to the popularity of the seltzer craze, why do you have to explain what they are? Um, but that's uh, just me. Um, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I, and and here in our show, I'm the resident seltzer fan that this is my my thing right now. I'm definitely into the seltzers. It's easy drinking. It, you know, you can get pretty drunk on them without you know, downing yourself with these thick, heavy beers or uh, um, calorie-ridden hard liquors, and they have some flavor that's not paint thinner, well, vodka. I and mean, even drinking them, it's not just a to-get-drunk beverage. I like my seltzers, too. They're, I think they're really refreshing out in the sun are. when I don't want to drink a uh, an IPA because I'm not the biggest fan, but like a, a dark beer, it's just not a great sun sun beer. No. Um, so, so seltzers, I mean, I got respect for them for good ones. <laughs> you're just the jabs all episode. I'm just waiting for them all. You're just going to be giving it to Bud Light Seltzer. Well, here's the deal. I mean, Bud Light paid for this, obviously. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a question. Bud Light either paid for this or Baskin Robbins paid for this. One of the two put money. They made I, I'm going to put my money. It was Bud Light since uh, I think they peaked in like 2007 financially. <laughs> And just haven't been able to really gain any more like market share or like popularity. Um, Anheuser Busch, the parent company that is, and uh, not to say they're dying, but I think they needed this help. Well, here granted, we don't know for sure. It's not said, you know, explicitly no. in the article. Thanks, Bud Light, for the however many dollars. <laughs> and and you know. I was a fan. I was kind of excited. I was kind of confused, I should say. When I first saw Bud Light Seltzer come out, I was like, oh, I, I hate Bud Light. And let me, refer, let me rephrase that. No, I despise Bud Light. It is disgusting. It is the worst light beer out there. And I'm going to include our other crappy light beers that you can only find at certain rundown liquor stores that only take cash. Like, I mean, garbage garbage it just the way it tinges at the end i absolutely hate it and if you want any backing i want you to go on reddit and type in bud light and just read some of the shit on there and it is absolutely hilarious quint that did not do this pre-show i did not prep you on this but i've read some hilarious hilarious comments of stereotypes about guys who drink bud light and that's so so funny because my dad drank bud light for like 10 and a half years like 10, 12 years, and I sent him to him, and he was rolling on the ground laughing. It's so funny, the shit they talk, the shit people talk about Bud Light. And I don't know, Quinn, can you stomach it? Because it's, I think it's just terrible. 
Bud Light. I mean, I'm not a fan. Uh, there's there is one domestic domestic brewery that I really like. We're not sponsored by them. Grain Belt. If you want to send us some money, I would love getting some some money back that I've given you over the years, uh, because you make the only good domestic, in my opinion. Now they're you know fat tire can argue maybe I don't consider that that's more in your your micro brews your craft beers yeah. not a domestic yeah so I I want I want to go hands down I hate Bud Light I think Bud Light Bud is bad as well um but you know I'm not a big beer guy either so take that with a grain of salt I definitely don't like the lighter uh, beers but the seltzer craze when they popped in what I think it did for it Quinn I think it gave it a brighter range broader range because places that had to like stretch to carry white claws now could easily get there from their bud distributor their you know their anheuser-busch distributor okay you can get that bud light seltzer now really easily and you know white claw just i think in the last few months maybe since january a little bit before that is spreading out to you know these smaller country type bars you know they're kind of everywhere now and now we get to see who catches up next Personally, I've almost never seen a truly in a restaurant. Like when I'm going out to drink somewhere that's not like in a city or something like that. Never seen a truly. The only thing I've ever seen for seltzer wise is White Claw. If anything, usually I have to go with an Angry Orchard if I'm going for like a cider, you know, not going with a hard liquor kind of thing. What I expect to see here in the coming months after the pandemic, whenever that is, you know, getting to a point where Bud Light is it's easy, easily accessible, so it's going to sell more. That's that's my opinion for what they did to the seltzer game. You know, it's a good seltzer in my opinion. I think you agree. Truly, is better. I, I believe. It's a little. I, more I think it is a fine seltzer that is sufficient if you look and there isn't another seltzer on the shelf, and you're not willing to compromise on drinking a seltzer. It it serves its purpose, is what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It serves its purpose as if it's the last one there. <laughs> sure. I guess you could. Well, see, like this weekend I was, I was going out to the cabin and I need, I wanted to get a case and, you know, I obviously had this show in mind. We had talked about this, you know, prior, we had already talked about this and I looked up to the, the you know, it was on sale. Bud Light Seltzer was on sale. And I was like, Oh, Do you know baby. why it was on sale? Because, because no one else had bought it. <laughs> And I was like, oh, baby, perfect. And I leaned forward to the 24-pack, and lo and behold, the 24-pack was seventeen ninety five. So I was like, hell yes. And I picked that baby up and brought it home because, you know, cheapest is better right now. I'm still on that struggle game, so not making enough money. And I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. We're going to buy it. We're going to buy this for the show and uh, for my enjoyment, and Quinn obviously wouldn't enjoy it, but you have to you have to have eleven more seltzers at your house then. My roommate has been helping. <laughs> uh, I need to ask his opinion of what he thinks of them. I meant to get that before the show. I I assume that he still ranks truly is at the top. Okay. Um, I would also rank truly's at the top compared. Have you had a white claw? I have. I I like White Claws. They they aren't sweet, no. which is something I kind of like. It's more like a seltzer with a hint of lemon or lime. You get that essence of it, Correct. which I like. Um, actually, one of my favorite ways to use White Claw is to take the lemon one and make a whiskey soda with it. Uh, yeah, we um, did talk about that a little bit. Yep. Yeah, they're, it's pretty delicious. Um yeah, we will definitely hit on more stuff, but let's get back to the to the to the Bud Light Seltzer and your hate hate. Yeah, trade. so so which one did uh, did you make for yourself today? Well, because I really don't want to drink mine, and I'm going to make you talk, so I don't have to. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, we had a miscommunication, and I thought we were each making all of them. Uh, did you make I four? Didn't. I should have. I can. I can go upstairs with the other two cans and make the rest of them. But I had all oh, the flavors. <laughs> on hand and i was like as i was like thinking today i was like shit am i gonna have to drink all four of those tonight because i'm not gonna be okay if i chug four four of them in a row and i'm gonna be 
Yeah, listeners, up. don't don't drink four of them in a short period of time. Drink like responsibly. An hour? Yeah, don't do that. Spread it out a little bit. Um, but I made the mango one. Uh, but the problem is, is that like we don't have a Baskin Robbins anywhere near us, uh, Quinn or I. So we have to, you know, kind of you know bend the rules a little bit for making these drinks. So the mango one, I made the mango and the lemon lime. But let's start with the mango one. The mango one, I used a Lindy's homemade uh, Italian ice. Smells unbelievable. Super excited to try that one with the mango. And it was mango flavored, obviously. And then the lemon lime one is with rainbow sherbet. And I chose Kemp's rainbow sherbet because it was the only one I could find. It's oh, a good one. Um, I'm not a big sherbet fan. Never have been. I'd rather have an oh, ice. Rainbow sherbet. My very rainbow. favorite. If I'm looking for a like an ice cream type dessert, it's going to be a rainbow sherbet. If that's an I, option, I would always rather have ice cream. I don't, I just, I guess that's just something I was like raised or whatever, but like we always had ice cream and not sherbet. Was that a family thing, Quinn, or did you just develop the taste? Uh, my, my family was, we generally, we only had dessert if it was a holiday or a birthday. So whoever's birthday it was, they got to pick the ice cream or the dessert. And we'd, we'd have stuff on hand from time to time, but we weren't a big dessert family. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I will read what the blog post says about both of mine. Um, let's start with the rainbow sherbet paired with lemon lime seltzer. It says Baskin Robbins rainbow sherbet is a sweet combination of raspberry, pineapple, and orange flavored sherbets loved by so many for its tangy and sweet profile. The Kemp's rainbow sherbet is lemon, lime, and orange orange i think so lemon lime and orange so a little bit different of a flavor profile i'd rather have baskin robbins because raspberry pineapple and orange sounds unbelievable um when you pair <laughs> when you pair a scoop of this with bud light lemon lime seltzer it adds a perfect amount of sweetness to bring all the flavors you love from a tasty summer cocktail and as we know quinn doesn't love any of the flavors so he probably just feels like you should be eating the sherbet and not wasting it on that stupid drink that is actually specifically why I didn't make the favorite <laughs> one, because I didn't want to waste much, something amazing. Um, I, I was afraid for how much I would dislike it, and that I would just look at the rest of it in my freezer and go, mm, bad memories, and close the door. <laughs> okay, I'll try it. Um, it looks like like a kelp smoothie, like from SpongeBob. It's like a it's like a green flavor. Uh, I have a clear glass here. Highball. Um, yes, green is definitely a taste. Green, green. I'm telling you what it looks like, not what it tastes like yet. God. Okay. All right. It it pairs pretty well, actually. I'm getting the sherbet and the drink through. Very surprised that that works as well as it does. Very surprised. It, it it mixes almost perfectly with the lime flavor from the from the Bud Light seltzer, and I'm getting a little bit of that sherbet through, and then you get hints kind of back and forth on the back of your taste buds of the other other fruits that are in that sherbet, and they kind of dance off the lime. Okay. I like that one. I do. That one's I, I could do that. I think Quinn. I, I think I could do that. And I don't think you'd be too upset if you tried that one. Let me try that one. In the uh, well, we'll see. I would though like to give you, you props for just, you know, the verbiage you used in the description of that flavor, how it runs off the line. Uh, it was, that was good. Use. Thank you. Props. Thank you. I'm working, I'm working on my uh, acting like Quinn when I'm talking about food and drinks. Maybe people take me a little oh, more seriously. A, don't. <laughs> Eventually, I'll just work you off the show. So that's the whole point of this. So <laughs> ha happy to help. <laughs> I'm glad to be the resident non-expert. It's a uh, it's a very low-paying job. I it's close to my heart. <laughs> the pay is <laughs> negative because we have to buy stuff for the show to drink and and try with our with with the, on the show with like the sherbets and the ice creams that I had to buy today. Um, okay. And I'll move on to my second one. Cause Quinn's putting off drinking his as much as he can. Uh, the triple mango paired with as triple do. mango paired with uh, mango seltzer, the ultimate pairing of summer flavors are triple mango ice cream with real mango, 
mango pieces. Obviously, there's no mango pieces in my uh, Italian ice. Swirled with rich mango sorbet and finished with a sweet mango ribbon. Tops with your crisp mango Bud Light seltzer with just the right amount of mango deliciousness. That was mango a lot of times. Okay. First one. Now, before you drink this, I read a review of the seltzers. And uh, they described the mango one as the greatest offense uh, of those four seltzers. The greatest offense? I'm in. Yep, the greatest offense. Have you had the mango seltzer from Bud Light? I specifically avoided it because I thought it would be. It's my second second to top. Definitely my number two flavor. Oh, really? for, for Bud Light seltzers, at least. Definitely number two. I will have to not try it. <laughs> I'm going to force it down your throat next time we meet, just so you're aware. I'm very glad that we're social distancing. <laughs> Am I, if, if, if everybody knows, we'll do this again on the seltzer episode, but if everybody knows my flavors for, for specifically for Bud Light seltzers go strawberry, mango, um, whatever the third one is, and, or black cherry, and then lime. Lime's good. It's refreshing, but you know, I don't want to drink more than one usually. Black cherry is oversold because I'm sick of white claw black cherries being the only flavor anywhere, and they're not that good anymore. They weren't that good in the first place, and they're definitely overdrank now. And uh, number one is obviously strawberry because it's great tasting, and then uh, mango number two. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the mango just the seltzer first to get it, get that on my palate. Okay. Now, mine has completely melted together. Let's try this. Okay. So, wow, that's really, really good. Okay. So, again, I use Lindy's Homemade Italian Ice Mango. Um, Quinn, you know what Italian Ice is? Yeah, it's uh, like a flavored powdered ice yeah, essentially basically. so it melted pretty easily it changed the color of the seltzer to an actual mango color because i believe it's not mango yeah it's clear to start with um when it's in the can and um basically what it what this did is it pulled out a real mango flavor and you know basically just use that instead of the mango flavor that you got from the can so if you wanted to mix just plain alcoholic seltzer with you know italian ice mango you would definitely get a good flavor that's about the same. Yeah, I don't know how to describe that anymore. It's I don't know why you would mix mango with mango. You just bring out more mango. You give it a real mango flavor instead of the fake mango flavor. That's about it. Uh, I, th- I think you do that because the mango Bud Light doesn't have enough mango flavor. <laughs> it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be a seltzer if it had enough mango flavor you should always it should always be like a tip of your tongue taste right isn't that how stupid seltzers are supposed to be like LaCroix awful I love LaCroix. that's a terrible choice Quinn I, I I can't I don't think I can agree with anything you say about seltzers now that you say you love LaCroix LaCroix Perrier they're, they're both delicious now you have to get the right LaCroix like the grapefruit one not good you have to go with the citrus because citrus, just a hint of flavor, is all you need. But saying that all seltzers are, you know, weak on flavor, look at the Truly Lemonades. Those are disgusting. The Truly you wanna, Tropical You really want to go into the Truly Lemonades? It tastes like you're drinking salt. I I have not gotten that impression. Though, a trick when you're making lemonade, add a little bit of salt, and the lemon and the sweetness will pop more. Have you had um, uh, a Truly Lemonade? The yes. sodium is off the roof, which is usual for these drinks. But in my opinion, it tastes like they just took a regular Truly, which is unbelievable, which is great on its own, and ruined it. <laughs> See, I'll have to disagree on that, but that that's for another time. Um, I think we're getting to the point where I have, have to try, to try and try more. But just a quick question. Were you drinking it through a straw mm-hmm. or just sipping? Sip. I use straws. See, I'm using the straw, similar to their picture, because I'm trying to honor it the way they're <laughs> drinking it. I mean, look. And um, first, it's very red. <laughs> it so it tastes like what could possibly be a cherry, 
Um, but let me read you the description Baskin Robbins gives of this. Baskin Robbins raspberry sorbet is fruity, rich, and full of berry flavor. Pair this sweet sorbet with Bud Light Seltzer. Cherry for the party in your mouth. The combination creates a new summertime cherry berry beverage flavor experience. <laughs> well, it's creating experience. And if what they mean by cherry berry is it might be a cherry, it could be some other berry. All I know is my glass is red. They're pretty accurate. Now, I will say I didn't use the Baskin Robbins sorbet. Uh, I don't have the container next to me. I can't tell you the brand. It's uh, I had to run to two different stores to try and find a uh, raspberry sorbet and just grab the one that they had, which I've had before. It's a little bit more of a tart raspberry, which I appreciate, actually. A little bit of that tartness comes through. Um, but yeah, it's almost like it's taking away flavor the more I drink it. Uh, each congruent sip has less cherry taste than the last. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to try drinking it just a sip. Okay. The foam at the top that tastes exclusively like the sorbet is delicious. Mm -hmm. Um. So my recommendation would be, since what tastes like the sorbet is so good, just eat the sorbet. <laughs> oh, I spilled. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to at finish my drinks and just pour both the, the glasses in, both the cans into the glasses just to make sure make it happen. And uh, all of the Italian ice spilled in at the same time. So, well... <sighs> I have no common DCC, so on camera, I'm just going to lick this uh, this desk. It's a good thing you're not on camera. <laughs> um, well, it tastes good on the desk yeah, as well. I, I just want everybody to wear. I'm just going to keep talking because when I'm talking, I don't have to drink this. Um, so. Well, it looks like you stopped talking. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at it. <laughs> I don't know why you hate it so much. I just I, I can't comprehend the angst that you have for this drink. Well, so to me, this drink is say you want to drink a float, yes. but you're on a yes. diet and you don't want to enjoy but, it. But what if somebody did enjoy it? Then more power <laughs> to them. I can't wait until they try a real float. Like what? Like a good root beer float, you know, the best float. But there there's is. no alcohol in that. I suppose I could take that back. You could use a dip, like a like could use an alcohol. Yep. Uh, vodka. <laughs> Wait, vodka and a root beer float. It tastes like nothing. That's true. Why wouldn't you just? Well, okay. I propose root, root beer, beer schnapps. schnapps, probably. Yeah, I've also had a root beer float with Guinness before. I think I could do that. That was pretty good. What was um, the taste? Straight up Guinness floats are amazing. It so it was a while back when okay. I had it. It tasted like what you'd expect root beer and Guinness kind of mixed together, like a milkier root beer, a more lactic okay. one. Which I know this description sounds it doesn't awful, sound good. but uh, yeah, I I got it at a restaurant a couple years back, and you know it was enjoyable. But I'm also a sucker for a root beer float. So, you know, they got me with that. Okay. Have you had a stout float before? Yeah. I've had a Guinness float. Um, I had a black and tan float once. Uh, and that was pretty good. Really? Um, I can't say I've gone out and gotten a lot of beer floats. Um, yeah. Well, we had one. But if we want to talk about the ultimate drink made with ice cream that's alcoholic, we're talking the about grasshopper. the grasshopper. And unfortunately, your old roommate would have been great to have on for that segment, <clears throat> but he's gone now because he made the best grasshopper I've ever had in my life. I feel like it's important to clarify that he's gone now means he moved out. He didn't die. <laughs> he's dead to me. <laughs> he's gone now. <laughs> Actually, I killed him. So I mean, like, let's get that. On, let's get on that on record. No, I definitely didn't. Breaking news, <laughs> Quinn. I didn't tell you I'm doing this from jail. Oh, 
That explains so much. <laughs> no, a grasshopper is obviously the best mixed drink made with ice cream. I don't think there's any question to it. But if you're making a float, that's a completely different kind of drink, though, because it's a blended drink when you're talking about a grasshopper. Yeah, normally it's blended, though I have seen them not really? blended. Yeah, I don't really know that they qualify as a grasshopper then, but, you know, more power to them. It's delicious either way. You're right, this foam on top that I got from the Sherbert, now it just tastes like a mixture of everything, but... Have you tried drinking it without any of the foam? I think the foam is the difference maker here. Well, the mango one doesn't have any foam. Because the Italian ice just melts. You know what I mean? Oh, that's fair. It doesn't really foam up. No. And I was drinking it there at the end where it was just where the foam was sitting at the bottom and the, the you know the liquid underneath would come up and I'd only drink that. It's not it's not special. It's definitely not like the description, you know, <laughs> definitely not like the description. Obviously, they're going to oversell it. They're paid to market and do that. Yeah, they're, they're trying to sell their their product. And, well, you know, Baskin Robbins is definitely not widely sold enough for having an article like this that's going to, you know, help also, them. Also, I'm sorry to cut you off, but let's just puzzle here for a moment. How big is the market of people who are going to Baskin Robbins and then go home and go, you know what would go really well with this? A seltzer. <laughs> I wonder how I could combine, like just throw the one in the other. <laughs> like there, this drink takes way more planning than it pays off. I don't think you could do this without reading this article. I don't think this would ever happen. I think you read this article and go, why the hell? Does this exist? Exactly the thought you probably had. I think we're one of like 15 people <laughs> or we're two of 15 people who have tried this. And uh, I, I will say opinions changing a little bit. If I drink it without the straw, it's not terrible. It tastes kind of like uh, a really sweet Trulies. And... This is after all of my sorbet has melted, uh, so it's no longer really float-like. I've just kind of mixed in sorbet. And, uh, you know, to get the flavor of a, like a Trulies, it's a hell of a lot less expensive to just buy Trulies. Mm -hmm. Trulies, not a sponsor. Trulies, also not a sponsor. They but they could be. be. Pointing finger guns at... Trulies, wherever they are. Please. We will drink your your seltzers on every single episode, and I will contractually be obligated to change my mind about the lemonade seltzers. And I will be contractually obligated to keep my mind the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who, who, who makes Truly. They have their own company. Uh, let me look that up. I don't Unmoked. think... Because Miller has their own seltzer. It's a weird kind you probably haven't had. Bud has Bud Light seltzer. Or Manheiser-Busch has Bud Light seltzer. Natty has uh, the nat uh, the nat uh, Natural Light seltzer, which or the Natterday seltzer. I saw that at the liquor store when I was buying this Bud Not seltzer. Bad. And uh, that is what made me feel okay picking up the case, going, at least it's not that okay, one. Definitely making you try that for the seltzer episode, because they're not bad. Oh, fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that they are their own company, which is pretty cool. Uh, yes, they are their own company. I'm looking at their website right now and looking at their story. And their story so far seems to be less than a paragraph. <laughs> and isn't so much a story. It's just a description of what seltzers are. Oh nope, it's Sam Adams. That's what it was. I was like, I know that there I know that there's something else. It's Sam Adams is truly. Oh, okay. Boston Beer Truly Hard Seltzer. Yeah. Boston Beer Company. Okay. Boston Beer Company. Interesting. Well, very good nonetheless. Um 
definitely the market for non beer kind of carbonated beverages has blown up in the past couple of years. And I don't know necessarily why, um, you know, lots of my friends, lots of our friends will just, you know, they like to drink their Bud Lights, their Miller Lights and more power to them. But it seems to be right on the rise of people who are like me and are like, you know, I, I do not want to garnish a taste for a domestic beer. I'd rather drink, you know, like one of these hard seltzers or, you know, like a like a twisted tea or a or a cider, you know, something that's different and has a different taste than, you know, beer, like a light domestic beer. Right. And it is so much lighter than a beer, even a light beer, which is almost by definition, just kind of a watered down mm -hmm. beer. It's so, I mean, would I drink this drink over a Bud Light? Yes. Would I drink this drink over insert other drink here? Probably not. <laughs> you know what this drink reminds me of? What? A, like, a strawberry daiquiri that just had half of its volume of water poured in. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's something that we had to try. Um, but I'm glad I don't have to drink more of it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, likewise. I'm, I'm glad that after this episode, I can put this behind me and never think of it again, except for when I go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quinn, we've made it to a half an hour talking about this, um, these Baskin Robin things. I think that this is a good episode to just bring up the other Baskin Robbins article that we were talking about uh, with their. Oh, no. With their, <laughs> no. With oh, their God. drink recipes for the summer. Stay cool this summer with cotton candy crackle drink recipes from Baskin Robbins. I want to bring up that we definitely don't have the Baskin Robbins in our area. So we probably won't get to do this. No, the, I, I think when we looked, the nearest one was about 80 miles from me. And. And I couldn't justify that for something that I, at that time, figured I wouldn't enjoy. And at this time, don't. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going to get into this, this article since we have abundance of time. The summer season is upon us. That means sunshine, hot weather, and cool drinks. We're using our cotton candy crackle ice cream to dream up three delectable drink recipes to keep you and your inner child refreshed all summer long. They put and your inner child in a drink recipe episode in a drink recipe article. Oh boy. The, the inner child is the ice cream. My inner child doesn't need alcohol. And I uh what the fuck, Baskin Robbins? I don't understand your company. Oh god. I think I've eaten your ice cream. I don't think nope, I, I, think I haven't eaten I your think ice I ever cream. Have. Nope. That's never. what makes this even better. We've never even had their actual ice cream, which is probably delicious. <laughs> I, I mean, it's ice cream. Even the worst ice cream is still ice cream. Yeah, but uh, we I don't know if I can get into that one. There's some bad ice creams that are like disgusting. <laughs> no, I haven't had one that is just straight up disgusting. Well, I've certainly had some where I, I taste it and go, hmm. That was fine. Well, I'm sure you haven't had like bad flavors too. That's what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? I mean I'm gonna need an example of a bad flavor. Thinking, Were we talking like, like Thanksgiving dinner ice there's cream? Probably some shit like that. Or maybe like, you know, I'm thinking of like jalapeno ice cream. That sounds disgusting to me. I have had garlic ice Gross. cream. Gross. That sounds so oh, bad. It sounds awful. Do you know what it is? What? Amazing. Oh, I could never. I, I don't. I, I could never. That sound. I mean, I love I, garlic. That's not the problem. I, I do too. The only recipe that calls for a single clove of garlic is how to cook one clove of garlic. But even then, you should use two. All right, moving on. Cotton candy crackle is a beautiful. God. Is a colorful collusion, a collision of cotton candy flavored ice cream swirled with purple cotton candy ribbon 
bursting with yellow popping candies. This Baskin Robbins favorite is the perfect base for a fun twist on su- cool summer cocktails. If you're looking for a sweet new ray to liven up happy hour and love the nostalgic and delicious taste of cotton candy flavored ice cream, check out these three delightful drink recipes below, which we're going to talk about right now. Cotton candy crackle. Now, I'm going to stop you okay. right there and reveal something to you that I think is going to astound you. Yes. Do you know what my favorite flavor of ice cream was at the like ice cream shop when I was a kid? Um, vanilla. Bubblegum. And when bubblegum wasn't available, it was always cotton candy. Really? Really. Mine has always been cookie dough or Oreo flavored. Those are both always. good. I, I like them miles ahead of bubblegum and cotton candy flavored at this point in my life. Oh. Uh, the, the five-year-old in me loved those. The not five-year-old in me is is very ashamed. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, we'll get back to the cotton candy, which I, I now want you to try because you hate it. That's the only reason. But it's cotton. Well, thanks. Bring back the parts of childhood that I liked <laughs> and liked to keep in the past. Cotton candy crackle. Pina colada. Make two drinks out of this. You drive your ass to the store, Baskin Robbins store, and you get one four-ounce scoop of cotton candy crackle ice cream, and then you shuffle back to your den of a cave to make this drink and hope your ice cream isn't melted by the time you get there. Right. All the while, just hoping to God you have dry ice on hand (laughs) or something to keep this frozen. Our recipe is two and a half ounces of white rum. And I'm just going to take out the pina colada mix because you should not be using that. You should be using a tablespoon of crushed pineapple, an ounce of cream of coconut, and an ounce of pineapple juice. Then you put that whole ass melted ice cream soup into there because it definitely didn't make it home. And then one cup of ice, you blend it up into the blender. Well, see, you don't even need to blend it. This is the majesty of their idea because you get home with melted ice cream. It's already blended. You got ice in there. Are you drinking this on ice now? Pina colada on ice? Oh, God. I mean, I've done it. Really? It's not bad. It's terrible. No, it's I mean, the only difference is thickness. I think that's in a little bit of change in flavor because you don't have, you know, the watery effect from the ice melting your mouth along with it. And to your point about the uh, make your own pina colada mix. Yeah, make it if you can. But if you don't and you want a pina colada, use the store-bought one. In this situation, I'm trying to save this drink. There's only way. Oh, yes. In this situation, the way to save this drink is just don't put that in there and make yourself a pina colada. That's a good point. I mean, okay, moving on to this one. <laughs> Man, why did you even then you drove to the store for the ice cream for nothing and you then you but then you get to enjoy your piña colada. So I don't quite I mean, I guess it would be fine. See, but now you get to enjoy your piña colada and then enjoy your ice cream, which apparently your ice cream of choice is cotton candy. And Quinn is apparently able to judge you from I, from his I, point of view. No no judgment. <laughs> I just simply don't like it anymore. It uh, it it was once my very favorite thing, uh, especially the bubble gum. I loved the chunks of bubble gum. Wait, there were actual chunks it. of bubble gum in it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. disgusting, Quinn. Oh my god. Oh, it awful. Just <laughs> oh my awful. God. I remember one time my dad looked at it and went, "I'm going to try this." <laughs> Got a piece of bubble gum and is uh, like on a spoonful. Took a bite. And now he didn't spit it out, but I'm certain there was one thing he wanted to do. <laughs> and it was not eat it. <laughs> and like a good father, he he ate it and then went, hmm, awful. <laughs> that poor man. What did you put him through? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, don't don't get me started. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next drink. Cotton candy crackle Cosmo for all you Cosmo lovers out there. It's two and a half ounces of vodka, an ounce of triple sec, an ounce of cranberry juice. Oh, God, Quinn loves this drink already. And one two and a half ounce scoop of cotton candy crackle ice cream and then a half cup of ice and then optional colored sanding sugar for garnish because we all have that on hand and an orange peel twist for garnish as well. 
This is a shaken drink, and you have to have a martini glass on hand. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. So I'm this trying one. to come up with words, and what what is coming to mind is so I've tried Cosmos. I'm not the biggest fan because I'm not a big fan of cranberry, as we talked about last time. So in the back of my head right now, I'm going, this is either going to make this drink better or it's going to bring out the worst in both the cotton candy ice cream and the cranberry juice to just form blasphemy. <laughs> with your with your flavor knowledge, would cotton candy and uh, cranberry go together? Um, I mean, they certainly could. I don't see why not. Cotton candy ultimately is just spun sugar with color in it. And so a sweeter cranberry. Yeah, sure. But there's something, there's like this weird flavor that's in cotton candy ice cream. It's like clawing sweetness and... It just the, the way it sits in the back of your throat <laughs> after you eat it, like it's not on your tongue. You're not really tasting it, but you still feel the flavor trying to make you embrace it. Now, if any of you out there love cotton candy ice cream, let us know if we can get 200 people to, to message us that they love cotton candy ice cream. We'll do this. <laughs> I will. We'll drive to the cities. I'll wear a mask. I mean, I'm down for this. If we have, if we were to make this drink, I would be total. We'll sit outside the Baskin Robbins. I'd live stream it on our social media accounts, which you can. No. What? I, I will go get cotton candy ice cream, come home and make this drink, and report a record a podcast for you guys of me just regretting when... so many choices. I respect you, but. We can social distance in, in public. <laughs> but I, but can other people? That's the question. <laughs> re- exactly. <laughs> can other people? God damn it. Last thing we need is some idiot walking up into the sh- sitting at our table or something. That would be our luck. <laughs> oh, of course. God damn it. All right. There's one left. And it looks like a shareable drink, which you should only do if your tongue is normally in that person's mouth. And this one <laughs> is straight this to the one point. is the cotton candy crackle mermaid float. And it's going now I will give them props on the name. That's a good name. Like cotton candy mermaid. Yeah. I, it's whimsical. It's fun. It's probably going to taste awful, but you don't think that going in. Cause you're thinking about the name, right? Right. It catches you up in the whimsy. And then lets you down hard, just in sorrow. <laughs> this one is eight ounces of lemon lime soda, chilled. An ounce of whipped cream vodka, which I probably think is pretty good. And then I will respectfully disagree. Have you had it? I don't know if I've had it on its own. I think, I'm sure, I'm I sure I've had it a drink. What did you have it in? I've had it on its own. Interesting. Why did you have cotton? Why did you have whipped cream vodka on hand? Because it was there, and we were all very curious. <laughs> and you know what they say about cats and curiosity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was that good. <laughs> the drink now calls for a half ounce of blue curacao and one <clears throat> two and a half ounce scoop of cotton candy crackle ice cream. Uh, you combine the soda, the vodka, the curacao together in a glass, and you top with the scoop of cotton candy ice cream. So it floats in there looking like a magical unicorn. You can order Baskin Robbins to go and pick it up. Carry out. So the cur- drink looks like a unicorn, but is named after oh, a, it looks mermaid. Like a mermaid. Did They're I say ha- unicorn? They're- yes, you did. Oh, I'm the one who made two drinks tonight. Again, mistake. For shame. <laughs> At least they don't have liquor in them this time. <laughs> it looks like a floating mermaid. Yeah. Which probably is more like okay. a manatee. And now I will say, of all the ones you described, this is the one where I go, you know what? 
I see this working better. Is it because it's mostly pop? It's that, and the blue Curacao, I feel like, is going to help to, you know, bring the cotton candy in with its just flavor of sugar. Does blue Curacao have a flavor? uh, Yes, it does. It's sweet. That's it, pretty much, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Is the flavor orange? It's orange, isn't it? Uh, It would be orange. Yes. That's right. It's always confusing at the bar when you look at the blue Curacao bottle and go, yeah, that should be blue raspberry. And then there's an orange peel on the bottom. Yes, that blue is orange. What? Now you're just naming off colors. <laughs> Anybody who's a bartender or a server understands the pain. <laughs> okay, this would be the one you'd try. I would be down to do this one. Because it would not be, well, I don't want to get whipped cream vodka. but And now I kind of do, since you said it doesn't taste good. What? Well- yeah, on its own, it's uh, it tastes kind of like you would expect. It really sweet, kind of whipped creamy, but more like cake frosting. Ooh, okay. I'm liking this description. I don't know. Is that the problem? <laughs> I mean, everyone has their own tastes. If if you really like uh, whipped cream flavored vodka, more power to you. I have used it actually in a hard whipped cream before. You made hard whipped cream. What was this for? Uh, this was for a brunch at the That's restaurant. Not- I've made a couple of different hard whipped creams. I made a mimosa Mars Capone Ooh, or a champagne Mars okay. Capone that went on a mimosa waffle. Ooh, okay. I would like that, I think. It was pretty good. Um, let's just say the staff that day. <laughs> ate a lot of it. <laughs> Do you cook it off? I had to make whipped cream a couple of times. No. Oh, so there's it's definitely still full of alcohol. Got it. Okay. Yeah, this this was for the Mother's Day oh, menu. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Be, and uh it was only served to adults and I had to be very clear that this could only go to adults. Because there's no cooking involved, folks. There's just liquor in a whipped cream thing. <laughs> Right, it was just boozy whipped oh, cream. Oh boy. Okay. I I definitely think after, you know, we're not social distancing, we could try if you would be willing to make that again. I think we could make a drink with that. Oh, oh, I have ideas and I am happy to. Yes. Do this. I would be so down. So down to do an episode like that where we just get drunk eating whipped cream essentially. <laughs> I think that would be the best episode to have on some like of some of our friends who are just not like interested in this. Just be like, hey, you got to try these drinks with us. <laughs> I'm fairly certain this will devolve into someone shooting whipped cream at another person and then just full on whipped cream fight. <laughs> as long as it's not any equipment that's important that's ruined, I'm okay with that. You talk like we have actual equipment. Quinn, don't out us. God. Our listeners already know. I mean, they might not be able to tell. Our listeners have been this have have come with us this far. They know they're in for a long <laughs> ride. And props to you. Well, you know, I might have equipment soon and if you start getting paid from your begging for sponsorships on our show, you might have equipment soon as well. Maybe uh shout out to Logitech. <laughs> Sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first computer equipment company I could think of that wasn't NVIDIA. Oh, Hashtag not a sponsor. Could be a sponsor. NVIDIA. I could use a new graphics oh card. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. You know, go follow us on all our social media accounts for sure. Definitely, as we wrap up the show here, we have a Twitter account. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram account. The account is absolutely empty. <laughs> and... Uh, as of this recording. As of this recording. Um, and it will be mostly empty as of when you're listening. Hopefully not. I mean, that's the whole hopefully. name of the game, Quinn, is learning how to use social media, which is going to be a very, very, very steep uphill battle with you. Now, for those of you who don't know, social media requires you being social. No, it doesn't. Something I am No, it not. doesn't. It's not even in the slightest. <laughs> It just requires you know how to use social media, which I am proficient at, and you are negatively able to do. 
Hashtag, is this how hashtags work? Hashtag. All right. We'll definitely go follow us on social media. Uh, mustache podcast. You'll be able to find it. Remember, it's mustache, not uh, mustache, S-T-A-C-H-E for stash, because we both have beautiful upper lip hair. As always, drink responsibly. Quinn, anything else you want to say here as we wrap up the show? Um, so I will just hop out, hop on with uh, one final tidbit, kind of a fun fact about seltzers. So generally, they're considered to be healthier than pops or other drinks and also better for your teeth because they don't have as much sugar. However, something interesting about them is they form carbonic acid which has a pH between three and four and enamel decay on your teeth happens at about three pH. Um, so they can actually cause high amounts of enamel decay. If you drink tons of seltzers, um, there's some weird science with around the tooth. They actually increase in acidity as the carbon dioxide, uh, creates more carbonic acid. So that, that was an interesting tidbit I learned. Uh, a while back, because I've always been a big fan of drinking seltzers. I stopped buying pops a couple of years ago and switched just having them on hand. Uh, and after reading that, I, I kind of took a, another look at how much seltzer I'm drinking and am still drinking it. <laughs> so it's not, it's not that bad you're saying, or you're willing to risk the enamel, the enamel on your teeth? I figure it is no worse for my teeth than pop. Ah. However... At least then I'm not, you know, drinking as much corn syrup, which I can go on for a while about corn syrup and how it honestly isn't really that good of an ingredient that we shouldn't be using. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. And that will just about wrap it up for the mustache, the drink mustache, the drinking podcast today. Quinn and Andrew were your hosts and we thank you for listening. Drink responsibly as always. Call an Uber or a cab home do not drink and drive ever if you've had any do not get behind the wheel we are very serious about this enjoy at home especially now with your quarantine drinks definitely go back to episode one the quarantini and figure out how to make your own drink at home with just about anything you have in your fridge thank you for listening and we will see you next week